Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also more mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome in this uh, Two Tokens podcast with regards to the energy work group and more specifically we're going to talk about phase two of the energy work group one of the projects we're running in the the, the so-called Ameland power of the many project my name is Olivier Rikke I'll be the host of today's um, podcast and besides being host I'm also one of the board members of the two tokens foundation and I'm here together with two very good experts with regards to this project. Um, uh, on my left-hand side is uh, the co-captain of the Energy Token Workgroup and also the project lead of the Ameland project, uh, Bart van Veldhoven. Bart, welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome also. Yeah. Um, before we're going to dive into the matter, can you briefly say in 30 seconds, say something about your background? Yeah, um, I have a background in uh, digital transformations. And last year, I focused that to digital transformations in the energy world because I'm convinced we need that to make uh, accelerations, to speed up the acceleration of the energy transition. And therefore, very inspired by what we can do uh, with uh, projects like Amland. Super, thank you very much. And uh, besides Bart, we have uh, Michel Chatelain at the table. And Michel is the uh, chair of the Energy, uh, energy Cooperative Ameland and also a legal expert in the energy token work group of two tokens. Um, so welcome to you, uh, Michel. Great to thank have you here. Thank you. Pleasure. And, and also for you, can you tell a little bit more uh, about your background? Um, yes, I'm... I'm a lawyer by training, so um, I've been in law for almost 30 years, and then particularly focused on the energy sector. And then within the energy sector, I started focusing on the energy transition. So I, I work a lot on real energy projects, um, uh, solar, uh, wind, um, energy savings projects, uh, and then we take care of the other legal aspects, uh, of course. I'm involved in the Ameland Energy Cooperative as the vice chair of the supervisory board. So, sorry about that. To put that straight. Um, and I'm also participating in the working group of two tokens. That's how I uh, came uh, well to this table, I guess. Oh, very good. All right. So um, we're going to talk about the Ameland's power of the many project. And Bart, you as project lead, can you briefly explain what is the project about? Yeah. Uh, I like to do that. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenging project because what we want to uh, want to achieve, uh, the power of the many concept, uh, is about uh, fractionalizing uh, assets of energy and uh, give that the possibility uh, to uh, participate of the citizens and uh, not only uh, to have a fractional ownership by starting fractional ownership, also being the base for uh, sharing uh, production. Uh, trading or uh, donating uh, the surplus of energy uh, to other possibilities. And at Ameland, uh, it's an island, and, and a very nice island uh, in, the, in the Netherlands, part of the Waddeneilanden, a Fries Waddeneiland in this case. And uh, they have uh, high ambitions, uh, high ambition to be uh, energy neutral uh, as such. 
And our project fits uh, exactly uh, to that purpose because we can uh, accelerate uh, the energy transition by uh, participate, uh, participating citizens in the project. What we do, there's a big solar park that's going to be constructed uh, that will be constructed in half a year. In the solar park, uh, uh, people can uh, uh, earn a share, take a share. They get uh, fractional ownership of part of the solar park that can be like a number of panels. And what we're going to do, this will be acting, uh, this fractional ownership, as being the energy of the people as it were on their own roof. And, uh, and we're going to combine that uh, in the community thinking uh, that we say, okay, we have uh, ownership of a solar panel, we produce energy, but we also can share energy. And when, uh, when the other one needs the energy and I have a surplus at that moment, we could also trade energy uh, to other parties. Uh, so make the whole concept of local energy distribution, uh, yeah, make it live. Uh, and we're going to use there the uh, two tokens uh, concepts and digitalization to make that work. So that's very uh, interesting and also ambitious uh, to make that work. And we have with Ameland, with three parties, uh, the municipality, municipality um, Weatherscape, it's uh, the, water, uh, the water company, and uh, with IEC, uh, the, the cooperative of Ameland. Um, we have three partners who are very in favor of letting this work, and especially uh, for, for the local government. In this matter, uh, in this case, uh, people can really participate in a solar park because they have monuments or small houses where they cannot afford it. Okay, thank you very much for this, this explanation and uh, of the background of the project. Uh, uh, Michel, um, it sounds great, this project, uh, if you just hear what, what, what Bart's saying, but what's actually the potential impact? Why are we doing it? How is it going to help people in Ameland in this regard? Well, um, I think Bart already briefly referred to the ambition of the municipality of Ameland and also of the uh, local energy cooperative and therefore the citizens to become um, energy independent, first of all, uh, from the mainland. And, and that uh, uh, ambition to become energy independent uh, resonates very much with the citizens of Ameland being a an island with a long history of being independent, even independent from uh, from uh, the Netherlands. It was an independent, uh, um, yeah, in, an independent entity, so to say, an heerlijkheid, as we say in Dutch. Uh -huh. um, so the, our present king is still the vrijheer of uh, of Ameland. <laughs> um, so the people are very much uh, striving to be independent, and the island is connected. The electricity grid is connected with a cable through the uh, inner sea, the, the Waddenzee, to the mainland. Um, and one of the objectives is to try to achieve that you use uh, uh, as little as possible uh, that cable. So that going forward, if the energy demand increases, you don't have these investments in order to uh, enforce that, that cable. Um, on the other hand, uh, people want to become energy neutral, of course, uh, so reduce their carbon footprint. Um, and last but not least, uh, which in particular came, uh, became more urgent during the recent uh, energy crisis in terms of, uh, of high prices, um, 
the municipality told me that they were approached by uh, citizens that, that were saying, okay, we already have a solar park in 2015. Uh, the first large solar park in the Netherlands was realized on Ameland, which was at the time uh, five or six, six megawatts. Um, and people were allowed to participate with a financial uh, participation, so to say. But people were saying, we have this solar park, we're building another one, but what benefit gives it to me? as an individual citizen, because I still have to pay very high electricity prices every day. Because this solar park was owned by a company or the municipality. It's, like, it's not by the individual um, uh, inhabitants. Of yes, the I think yeah. if you look at the landscape of solar park development generally, um, where participation of citizens is allowed or enabled, um, th those parks are owned by special uh, uh, purpose vehicles, so legal entities, um, then the developers uh, and some investors, they will be the shareholders, and then from time to time they allow citizens to participate financially, which is most of the time in the form of uh, giving a loan, uh, and you get some fixed interest on it, but you, know, you do not actually own the asset. And the idea here is that you enable people to own production capacity. Uh, particular people that don't have the possibility to own production capacity because they lack space on their roof, on their roof, or they don't have a roof, or they don't have sufficient place. So um, uh, that's one element, and then the other element is that the price uh, at which they need, they they uh, can obtain that electricity that's produced with their own panels. Um, is cost plus, so it's a stable price as low as possible and, and doesn't fluctuate with the uh, energy market prices, electricity market prices. Okay, okay. So, so and that, that, that idea resonated very much by the municipality when we presented the project, and, uh, and of course. So, so it, 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 it chips in on the idea of independence and also the co-ownership being truly an owner of an assets underlying, so you are truly part yeah. owner of, of the asset in itself. Yes, and uh, affordable, affordable, uh, obtaining affordable energy. Yeah, yeah. And there's another element, if you ask me other reason why, yeah. that's, um, and that has more to do with the infra infrastructure that we use uh, for running uh, our electricity grid. Those costs uh, are, are primarily borne by the grid operators, and they have an interest that uh, 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 the cost to reinforce the grids will be uh, limited or reduced. So if you are in intelligently matching supply and demand locally in a grid and you have less exchange through the cable that I just referred to, uh, that would mean that you can postpone investments. So we need to see whether that actually, that the, that the results can be delivered. But that's something the grid operators are very interested in. Okay. Okay. Hey, and um, yeah, for, for for the listener of this 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 uh, podcast, uh, this is a new project. Um, but we all know there were some um, ancestors of this project. Let me put it like that. And actually, um, uh, this project already uh, obtained some prizes slash is nominated for some prizes. Can you <laughs> elaborate, elaborate uh, a bit more <laughs> on that, Michel? Um. Well, yeah, the, the project originated, I think, uh, from from Two Tokens Working Group, the Energy Working Group, and uh, I think it was last year we were asked to participate in the, a growth hackathon organized by the Ministry of Economic Affairs, uh, amongst others, and their yeah, Transform Energy Hackathon. That was, exactly right? yeah. a, a Transform Hackathon, and that was, that aimed at generating innovative ideas to. Um, promote the energy transition, if I say it generally. 
and they had different uh, uh, work streams, so to say, and, and we were participating in the value work stream. So what value uh, can you bring to the citizens? Um, and there were several projects. Uh, we were one of them. And we were, uh, there was a jury, and they uh, said that our project was the most promising project in that category, which was a big uh, uh, welcome support, because in the jury you had uh, uh, energy supply companies, grid operators, and also uh, energy cooperatives represented. So that was, that was uh, very good. Um, and the second uh, nomination we, we received is from, actually from a whole different uh, sector from the legal sector where I work from uh, where we ha you have this annual awards given to specific categories and they've introduced a new category this year uh, which is named uh, the best uh, ESG initiative um, and I was approached by a marketing department and they said well you're working on this power to many project isn't that interesting to put forward as a nomination? So, well, yes, of course, all the attention we can get is, okay. is welcome. <laughs> so we, we did that, and I presented that there in, in front of their, uh, their jury that they have, and uh, we, we were nominated. So uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow is the uh, award dinner. So we hope uh, to win this ESG prize now, but at least it's uh, very positive and nice that we received the attention for the project. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very great, and, and good to see that that uh, in 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 more way than uh, one, it already gains tractions. Whilst for a lot of people, they still have the the, yeah. the idea that they are at the beginning of the project. Um, I think one of the strongholds of this this project is that it is not uh, based on the idea of one person or one company or etc. It's a true cooperation of people working together. So really a true uh, multidisciplinary uh, cooperation. And you can see that from the fact that it's nominated for a legal prize. It won a hackathon where um, uh, actually a working solution was presented instead of just an ideation. Yeah. So, um, so we truly have a multidisciplinary team working on it. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the partners that are involved uh, besides the partners you already mentioned uh, yeah. on, on trying to get this uh, solution really working in the end? Yeah. Um, yes, I like to. That's a good question. And also I want to shortly refer to uh, the prizes, uh, the ESG uh, prize uh, Michel and company are going, perhaps going to win. It puts some pressure already on the project, of course, <laughs> to, make it very, to make it very successful. No, but we, we, we will take care of that. Um, when you look to uh, such a kind of project, it's not uh, only uh, technological, uh, it's also about legal, it's about economic, it's about ethics. And uh, in the uh, working group energy of uh, two tokens, uh, we combine all these elements. Uh, so we have uh, people uh, from the tech side uh, involved, uh, from, uh, from IBM and, uh, and token experts. We have the legal involved, uh, like uh, Michel. Um, we have uh, people involved uh, also from behavior, uh, looking at what's, what's going to happen. And also, of course, the partners of uh, two tokens, uh, like, for instance, DocLab, like Riddle & Code, like Sunified. Um, and together, uh, we're trying to make the solution which works. So it also needs an, an open uh, uh, inter interoperability together to make this uh, project work, and that's the charm of it. And uh, I'm astonished by the enthusiasm and, uh, and the, the willingness uh, to make the success. Yeah, so um, great to see that it's a multidisciplinary take. 
Um, I personally believe, but I do have a multidisciplinary background, that, that that's the only take, because otherwise you're going to run into all problems you didn't yeah. foresee. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably run into problems you haven't foreseen yet, but yeah. at least you have the team together to, to uh, up the chance of success as much as possible. Yeah, so. uh, perhaps to add one thing, uh, because uh, of course uh, we can make a local independent uh, uh, supply and demand there, but we also need uh, the DSOs uh, to combine. So, as a matter of fact, uh, in a week we are sitting together to discuss the pilot also with the DSO, so that we have the interface with the DSO also uh, working at the end because we need a very reliable energy grid yep. at the whole. Yeah. So it makes it even more uh, interesting. All right. Um, you already mentioned the focus for the project is primarily now on fractional ownership of the assets, and um, it can serve as a base for sharing trading energy in, in the longer term. Yeah. Um, speaking of deliverables, timelines, etc., can you elaborate, uh, elaborate a little bit more on that? When when can we expect some yeah. uh, results? We have a planning, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I hope we stick to that. But that, uh, at this moment, uh, we are working on the fractional ownership so that people can uh, really uh, take a share, uh, get ownership, uh, tokenize the ownership. And uh, at the same time, we are starting phase two and three. Phase two uh, will be focused to that they can uh, make use of their own production uh, and also uh, sharing uh, energy within the community. And uh, phase two, uh, we will be uh, doing additional pilots uh, in the beginning of uh, 2024. We need also the DSO uh, for that. So we have uh, the combination uh, with Aliander in discussion with that. And um, our aim is to have uh, the production, the own production working uh, next uh, next year, um, uh, 1st of July, in the, in the middle of the year. And um, we're going to implement uh, the sharing and the tradability after the uh, new energy law will be uh, enacted, we will do pilots with it already in the second half of 2024. And uh, yeah, we, we can go in production, I think, after that, uh, when the new air legal act is uh, enacted, the legal law. All right. Sounds like an uh, ambitious project uh, yeah. with an ambitious planning as well, with a lot of yeah, moving targets uh, because it's new laws and regulations coming in place and we all have to find out how it exactly is going to work. But that's why we have people like Michel on, on the exactly. team as well. Yeah. Uh, but I can imagine that for the listeners, uh, you might want to have a call to action, some question maybe people can help. And any call to action uh, in this regard, Michel. I think more generally, um, uh, people that want to set up these energy communities um, and are looking for a, let's say, a, a, a solution to make that work, um, they should follow the project and, and uh, uh, approach us to see what uh, uh, what we need, can do to help them uh, go go forward. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think the same goes for municipalities that actually are looking for ways to... Um, empower their citizens uh, with, with regard to energy. So, because that would also resolve uh, their problem in that sense. So solution providers, municipalities, citizens who want to be involved can contact two tokens at least. Yes, they can indeed. Yeah. Bart, from your uh, perspective? I fully, uh, fully agree to that. And it would be interesting because we need several uh, projects like Ameland to make the whole concept rich and um, adult-wise, uh, to put it that way. 
Uh, so I'm looking for more projects and that we also have different uh, complexity in there. Uh, it's now a solar park with a battery, which would like combine it also, for instance, with uh, EV charging, uh, other aspects to it. So uh, yeah, please, when people are, are uh, interested in this or becoming enthusiastic, uh, contact us so that we can start how this concept uh, can fulfill their uh, needs and possibilities. All right. Very good. So um, I want to thank you, Bart, and you, Michel, for joining me on this podcast. It was a high-level first introduction of the project, but I uh, can imagine that in the coming time we will have more in-depth podcasts with regards to the project in itself, and we can probably gently release some more information of what uh, the milestones that we have achieved in, in here. So, um, well, for you as a listener, you heard the call to action. If you want to uh, share ideas, get involved in some sort of way, you're always free to uh, contact the Two Tokens Foundation. And for now, uh, Bart, Michel, thank you very much for joining me in this podcast session. And I'm really looking forward to this project and to the end results uh, ultimately. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.